Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Well, last week we tackled the key of D major, focusing on harmonic development. This week, we continue our exploration of the key of D major, but we do so melodically. So today, you are going to discover a key of D major melodic workout. You're going to learn how to think within the key of D major melodically. And you're going to play the modes of the key of D major using ascending and descending scale and arpeggio motion, launching from various entry points, such as the root, the third, the fifth, and the seventh of the sound. On top of all that, you're going to play melodic lines over the 2-5-1 progression using various rhythms common to jazz, focusing primarily on the 16th dotted 8th combination. Wow. So as I always like to say, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even if you consider yourself a seasoned and experienced professional, you're going to find this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson exploring a key of D major melodic workout to be very beneficial. But before we get started, I want to welcome, as I always do at the beginning of every Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson, I want to welcome new listeners. And if you are indeed new to Jazz Piano Skills, I want to welcome you and personally invite you to become a Jazz Piano Skills member. All you have to do Visit jazzpianoskills.com. And once you arrive at the homepage, you can begin to explore the abundance of jazz educational resources, materials, and services that are available for you, waiting for you to help you significantly improve your jazz piano skills. For example, as a jazz piano skills member, you have access to all of the educational podcast packets the illustrations, the lead sheets, the play-alongs. Now, these are invaluable educational tools that I develop, produce, and publish for every weekly podcast episode. You're going to want to have these materials in your hands, of course, as you listen to the podcast lesson to get the most out of it. And you certainly want these materials sitting on your piano as you practice. You also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have access to the sequential online jazz piano curriculum, which is loaded with comprehensive courses using all of them, using a self-paced format. There are educational talks for you to listen to and enjoy, interactive media to test your conceptual understanding of the jazz piano skills being taught, video demonstrations of the jazz piano skills in all 12 keys, play-alongs, and much more. You also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have a reserved seat in the online weekly masterclasses. These are, in essence, um, private lessons, online lessons with me. Well, not private because it's a group masterclass, but they're online lessons with me each and every week. You also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have access to the online interactive fake book which grants you access to jazz standards from the Great American Songbook. You'll be able to enjoy the chord changes lead sheets. There's harmonic function lead sheets, play-along files, historical insights, inspirational recordings, and much more. It's an ever-growing collection of tunes that you should absolutely discover, learn, and play. And you also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have access to the private online Jazz Piano Skills community, which hosts a variety of engaging forums. There are podcast-specific forums, course-specific forums, and of course, there are just general Jazz Piano forums for you to enjoy as well. You have access to all of the forums, and you'll be able to contribute to them as well, right? Which I encourage you to do. I want you to engage, share, and grow. And last but certainly not least, you have access as a Jazz Piano Skills member to unlimited private, personal, and professional educational support provided by me whenever and as often as you need it. So once again, 
Take a few minutes, visit jazzpianoskills.com to learn more about the excellent educational opportunities that await you and how to easily activate your membership. Now, there are several membership plans to choose from, and I am quite certain there is one that is perfect for you. So once you get there, if you have any questions whatsoever, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. Let me know. I'm always happy to spend some time with you, answer any questions that you may have, and help you in any way that I can. Okay, now it's time to get busy. Let's discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Let's get after this key of D major melodic workout. With the start of the new year, way back in January, we set out on a very ambitious, a very exciting, rewarding journey to travel through each of the 12 keys of music by year's end. Our game plan, as it still is, our game plan, one key a month for 12 months. So we are just about at the end of this journey. Next month, December, will be our final month in the key of G. But the agenda for each month to thoroughly explore a key, a specific key, both harmonically and melodically and rhythmically. So back in January, we started with the key of C major. February, F major, March, B flat, April, E flat, May, A flat, June, D flat, July, no, June, yeah, June, D flat, right, July, G flat. Then in August, B, September, E, October, A major, and now, in November, we have been attacking the key of D major. So, of course, we've been traveling around the circle of fifths, counterclockwise, always, and we have been doing a very methodical exploration with each key. Now, harmonically, we've been tackling four very specific precise approaches to voicing the chords within the key. Block shapes and their inversions, traditional three-note shells, contemporary chordal voicings, and five-note two-handed voicings. Melodically, we've studied each chord's scales, modes, and arpeggios using various entry and destination points with ascending and descending motion. Wow. With each harmonic and melodic workout, we applied essential rhythmic patterns, starting with fundamental whole half quarter notes and progressing each month to more complex patterns using various combination, combinations of eighth notes and triplets and sixteenth notes and dotted patterns so we just each month have been ratcheting it up and getting a little bit more involved, as I'd like to say. And again, everything very structured, organized, sequential, methodical, and repetitive. All of that, all of those being essential characteristics of an excellent study and practice approach that, us, that allows us, quite simply, allows us to discover, learn, and play jazz successfully. Now. With all that being said, I still get I still get some feedback from some of y'all that really man all 12 keys is that really necessary? And of course the answer is yes in all caps. Yes. Moving through and experiencing all 12 keys essential. There's no getting around it. It's not optional. I tell students all the time, if, if you want to become more comfortable with the key of C, then you, you better practice in the key of F. And if you want to get more comfortable with the key of F, you better practice in the key of B flat. And if you want to get comfortable in the key of B flat, you better practice in the key of E flat, and so on. And again, my point always is that we get better. We get better in all keys when we strategically and continually move through the keys exactly as, as we have been doing since January. And as I have mentioned in previous podcast episodes, there's also some misguided thinking out there with regards to playing in all 12 keys 
that goes something like this. You know, I don't need to practice in all 12 keys because, you know, in my experience in the jazz world as a pianist, I don't, i got to be honest, I don't really see many tunes written in the key of G flat or in the key of B, E, A, or even D. So why do I need to spend time practicing those keys when in reality I find myself spending more time in the key of C and F and P flat and E flat, which are like really common jazz keys? right? I get it. That makes sense, right? Initially, that makes sense. But how can I say this uh, politely? It's wrong. It's really horrific thinking. Because with a casual glance, I mean just a casual glance at, at practically any jazz standard, right? Any jazz standard. You'll notice that the tunes, all the tunes, they weave in and out of various key centers. And this is a musical fact, right? It's not not my opinion. It's fact that that you, that you can't escape. Again, you can't you can't scoot around it. You have to deal with it. So you'll spend more. In fact, you'll spend more time, waste more time, looking for shortcuts to avoid practicing in keys that you're unfamiliar with, than if you just buckle down and study each of the twelve keys. Again, as we have been doing throughout the entire year. Now, I have stressed this point in previous podcast episodes as well. Do not make the mistake of thinking that one key, in fact, I don't want you to go the opposite direction. I don't want you to begin thinking that one key must be mastered before moving on to the the next key. And again, this this is another common misconception, producing a very prolonged practice approach that produces minimal minimal results and impedes your musical growth. So the bottom line, my goal with these strategic, harmonic, melodic, and rhythmic workouts since the beginning of the year is to help you develop professional jazz piano skills. Professional jazz piano skills anchored with an internal rock-solid sense of time. Now, last week, with our Key of D harmonic workout, I introduced rhythms focusing primarily on the 16th dotted 8th note combination. And today we're going to follow the same game plan, the application of rhythmic ideas melodically focusing on the same rhythmic motif. But as always, I want to stress the importance... of doing the entire key of D major melodic workout and not just simply jumping to the last lead sheet in your podcast packet, Skill 25, to begin playing, to begin attacking the melodic rhythms. Why? Because you have to have a functional command of your scales and arpeggios in the key of D major before you can begin applying rhythm to them. As I like to say, you... You have to bake a cake before you decorate the cake. So, as always, remain disciplined. Spend time with skills 1 through 24 before tackling skill 25. It's okay to take a sneak peek at 25, but then head back to the beginning, skills 1 through 24. In fact, that's what we're going to be doing today is taking a sneak peek at skill 25. So you will find in your lead sheets, podcast packets, as you did with with all of our melodic workouts since the beginning of the year, all 24 skills laid out for you. So let's just do a, a real a quick review, okay? Skills one through four modes ascending, right? Launching from the root, third, fifth, and seventh. Skills five through eight modes again descending, and again, from the root, from the third, from the fifth, from the seventh. Skills nine through 12, arpeggios ascending from the root, third, fifth, and seventh. Skills 13 through 16, arpeggios descending. Again, with our entry points being the root, third, fifth, and seventh. Skill 17, we turn our attention to the 2-5-1 progression using ascending scale motion. Skill 18, uh, two five one progression again using descending scale motion. 
Skill 19, 251, ascending arpeggio motion. Skill 20, 251, descending arpeggio motion. Skill 21 and 22, 36251 progression. Skill 21, ascending scale motion. Skill 22, descending scale motion. And skills 23 and 24, 36251 progression again using ascending arpeggio motion and using descending arpeggio motion. Very methodical, right? So after you have thoroughly completed your workout, scales 1 through 24, then you can turn your attention to playing scale 25, which challenges you with 12 melodic lines using various rhythmic patterns, again, focusing primarily on the 16th dotted eighth combination. So the educational agenda for today is as follows. Number one, we are going to explore the key of D major melodically. Number two, we will play 12 melodic ideas using ascending and descending scale and arpeggio motion. Number three, all melodic ideas will be played over the 2-5-1 progression in the key of D major. E minor 7, A dominant 7, D major 7. Number 4. All melodic lines will be played using a very relaxed swing groove of 100. I'm kicking it up a little bit from last week at 90. And number 5. All melodies will be played using a single note right hand melodic treatment using shells in my left hand. And number six, each melodic line will be repeated four times. As I always do, I like to play the first time through, just state the two, five, one progression. Then I'll play the melodic line four times, and then I'll end with just the two, five, one progression again. Okay? But before we go any further, if you are a Jazz Piano Skills member, I want you to take a few minutes right now, hit the pause button. I want you to download and print your podcast packets, your illustrations, and your lead sheets. Now, again, you have access, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have access to all of the podcast packets. And again, you should be using them when listening to this podcast episode to get the most out of it. And of course, you should be using them while sitting at the piano as well. Now, if you are listening to this podcast on any of the popular podcast directories, such as Apple or Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, the list goes on and on, then I, what I want you to do is go directly to jazzpianoskillspodcast.com to access and to download your podcast packets. And you will find the active download links in the show notes. And one final and very essential message, a little critical note that I express in every podcast episode. If you are listening right now, and if you are thinking that the key of D major melodic workout and the various skills that we are about to discover, learn, and play, if you are thinking, if you even have an inkling of a thought that these skills are over your head, then I would say to you, sit back, relax, breathe in, breathe out. <sighs> continue to listen. Continue to grow your jazz piano skills intellectually by, by just simply listening to this podcast episode. And again, keep this in mind. All skills, all skills are initially over our heads when first introduced. And that is precisely why the very first step always that you need to take to improve your musicianship is to simply sit back and listen. In other words, do not shy away from conversations discussing foreign topics or using big words that you're unfamiliar with, right? It's stepping outside of our musical comfort zone that actually spawns significant musical growth. You've heard me say this a million times. All musical growth begins upstairs, mentally, conceptually, before it can come out downstairs, physically, in your hands. So I just want you to sit back, listen, now to discover and learn. The play will come in time. It always does. 
I guarantee it. Okay, we now have skill 25 in front of us, our lead sheet. And you'll see uh, A through L labeled there, 12 lines labeled A through L. I'm going to go through each of these today and walk you through these so that you are familiar with them. So when it's time to come, when it comes time for you to practice these lines, you are ready to go. Of course, like I mentioned earlier, I, I do not have the time in this podcast episode to go through all skills one through 24 in addition to skill 25. So again, I'm trusting that you're going to spend time with skills one through 24. But now you have this lead sheet in front of you, and I want to draw your attention to uh, letter A, letter B, letter C, and letter D. As I often do with a specific rhythmic motif that we're focusing on, I always like to start off by placing that rhythmic motif, intentionally placing that rhythmic idea on the various beats within the measure. So you can see in line A, letter A, our 16th dotted 8th rhythm, rhythm is placed on count four of the measure. And then letter B, that line, you can see it's shifted. That 16th dotted 8th is shifted over to count three. Line C, the 16th dotted 8th is shifted to count two. And then in line uh, D, letter D, the 16th dotted 8th is now placed on count one. You'll also notice with letter A, B, C, and D, I'm using ascending arpeggio motion through my two and my five, and then descending arpeggio motion on my one. So I have a nice shape ascending, descending line. So what I want to do is just play through each of these lines, and, uh, and we'll go from there. So let's start with letter A. Let's bring the ensemble in. Let's listen to our... Uh, 16th dotted eighth pattern when placed on count four. Okay, so here we go. Check it out. So, you know, a couple of things. You'll notice that I have the, on that 16th dotted eighth rhythm on count four, I have that dotted eighth note tied to half note on my A7 on counts one and two of the A7. So make sure you hold that all the way through uh, the first two beats of measure two, okay? Um, the other thing that I would draw your t attention to, right? Uh, don't rush, the quarter notes. <laughs> I know that sounds funny. Make sure each of those quarter notes are played for their full value on counts one, two, and three. Now that dot, that 16th dotted eighth, now that kind of sounds like a rushed, a, a pair of rushed eighth notes, okay? We spoke about this, we talked about this in last week's master class, but, but, but do not rush the quarter notes on counts one, two, and three, okay? All right, so now let's turn our attention to letter B. Again, we have ascending arpeggio motion through our two and our five, descending arpeggio motion on our, our one chord. We've now shifted our 16th dotted eights over to uh, count three. Again, we don't want to rush our quarter notes on counts one and two. We have a tied note on count four of measure one going into the first two beats of measure two with our A7. So these are just a little you know, the details to pay attention to. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's check out letter B. Here we go.
love it. Uh, you know, another thought here, very quickly, when you're playing these lines, especially A, B, C, and D, you know, it's easy it's easy to fall into the trap of playing these, treating these like exercises. And I don't want you to treat these like exercises. I want you to think of these as an improvisation, uh, improvisational musical line, musical idea. And you should play it and approach it that way. It should be very musical. So I just throw that out. Do not fall in the trap of playing A through L here as exercises. I want you to think of these the jazz vocabulary, improvisational language, improvisational ideas that should be played as such. Okay? All right. So now let's take a look at letter C. We are now shifting our 16th dotted eighth pattern to count two. Again, we have our ascending and descending arpeggio motion, ascending through our two and our five, descending on our one. We have tied notes to pay attention to in this line as well. So let's play this improvisational idea. Let's make it as musical as possible. Let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out. Here we go. So we have now placed our 16th dotted eight, eighth note uh, rhythm on count four, on count three, on count two. Now look at letter D. We now place it finally on count one. But again, we, we stick with the same formula of ascending arpeggio motion through our two and our five, descending arpeggio motion on our uh, one chord, on our D major. So again, um, you know, that 16th dotted eighth is kind of like a very rushed uh, pair of eighth notes. But don't rush those quarter notes afterwards, all right? Make sure you hang on to that half note for a full two beats in measure two with that A7. All right, so let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check out letter D. Here we go. that we've done some of the grunt work and, and isolating our rhythm that we were focusing on and, and placing it on each beat within the measure. Now it's time to kind of open the floodgates a little bit, start incorporating some other rhythmic ideas that we have dealt with throughout the year and uh, bring them into the fold and have a little more fun. So check out letter E. Now we have uh, our you can see just quickly, you can see our 16th dotted eighth pattern again here in a couple different places in measure one. And of course, again, it, it appears in measure three, but also take a, take a really close look at measure three. We also have our dotted eighth 
16th combination that we've dealt with last month. Side by side, right? And look at count four of measure three, straight eighth notes. So you should be able to hear a significant difference between the 16th dotted eighth, the dotted eighth 16th, and two traditional eighth notes, jazz eighth notes, okay? So let's bring the ensemble in, and let's check out letter E and see what this sounds like. Here we go. pay attention especially you get over there in that measure three right you have to pay attention so now look at letter f i'm going to stick with the same kind of melodic idea in fact measure one uh, looks almost identical with the exception of of count two in measure one right in in, in line e count two has our 16th dotted eighth and letter f Count two has our dotted eighth sixteenth, so I flip it on you, okay? We have nice ascending scale motion through our A7. And then on our D major again, we have our dotted eighth sixteenths and our sixteenth dotted eighths kind of flip-flopped from what we did in letter E. But once again, you're going to have to pay attention, right? The tricky little rhythm to play through. So... Let's bring the ensemble back in, and now let's take a listen to letter F. Here we go. Six down, six more to go. So now we turn our attention to line G. Whoa. <laughs> right away we look at measure one and we go, wait a minute, whoa, wow. I see a lot of eighth note triplets ascending, right? Eighth note triplets ascending. Uh, then in measure two, we finally get to the A7. We have our 16th dotted eighth pattern. And interesting in measure two, right? All of the, all of the, the melodic line, a, a static melodic line just sitting on the note A, which is the tonic. Interesting. Then we have a descending quarter note triplet with our D major 7, followed by a 16th dotted eighth, followed by a traditional pair of jazz eighth notes. Wow. So this uh, line poses uh, some different challenges thus far, right? Our eighth note triplets, quarter note triplets. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's take a listen. Here we go.
easy at all ascending uh, triplets, eighth note triplets. Not not an easy pattern, requiring some nice uh, finesse and technique in our right hand for sure. But you know what? You think that's challenging? Check out letter H. You can just visually look at it and go, wow. You know, we have our descending eighth note triplets again in, in measure three on our tonic, on our D major seven. But look at measure one, for heaven's sakes. Sixteenth notes, uh, grouping of four sixteenth notes on count one, another grouping of four sixteenth notes on count two, followed immediately by a dotted eighth sixteenth, followed by a sixteenth dotted eighth. Wow. Ascending arpeggio motion on our A7, launching from the third of the dominant sound. And then again, like I mentioned, just mentioned, our descending uh, triplets, eighth note triplets in measure three on our D major seven. So once again, we have a ton of stuff going on here in line H. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's have a little fun and check out this line out and see what we think. Here we go. something simple, don't we? Well, good. Well, let's take a look at letter I. But don't be deceived, <laughs> right? I've always said the hardest thing for a jazz pianist to play, nothing. Look at measure one. You do not come in until the end of three. I'm telling you right now, I can pre predict it. Most of you, when playing this line, you're going to come in early. You just are going to come in early, right? But we do not start our melodic idea, our melodic thought, until the end of three in measure one. And then uh, we have all, these, all this tide business going on on our A7th. Again, just playing nothing until the end of four. So, you know, what looks visually looks like it gets easier, I promise you. It doesn't. Plain silence is not easy. Measure three, we're back to, wow, we have a 16th dotted quarter followed by a dotted quarter, I mean dotted, I'm sorry, 16th dotted eighth followed by a, a dotted eighth 16th, some tied notes in there, and then we have a traditional pair of eighth notes at the end of, of measure three. Wow. So I th thought we were catching a break. Maybe so, maybe not. I don't know. Let's take a listen and see what we think. Here we go. Letter I. Don't be deceived. Letter I is not an easy line to play. You may look it, but it, it certainly is not. Okay, so now let's turn our attention to letter J. Here's another rhythmic idea that we've dealt with throughout the, throughout the year. We have a dotted quarter eighth 
uh, on counts one and two of, of measure one, followed by another dotted quarter eighth, fall, and then in the measure two on the A7, another dotted quarter eighth, followed by another dotted quarter eighth combination. So we've dealt with this rhythmic pattern in the past. Shouldn't be too hard. And then uh, measure three on our D major, we got a bunch of craziness happening again here, right? We have 16th dotted eighth, followed by a 16th dotted eighth, followed by a 16th dotted eighth, followed by a traditional pair of jazz eighth notes. Wow. All right. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check out our dotted quarter eighth note descending line in measure one and two, followed by all our 16th dotted eighth uh, motifs in measure three. So here we go. Let's check it out. side of the beat. So check it out. Measure one on our E minor seven. We have an eighth note on the and of one, on the and of two, on the and of three, on the and of four. Check out measure two on our A7. Eighth note on the and of one, eighth note on the and of two, eighth note on the and of three, tied to a quarter note on count four. Wow. A lot of syncopation going on here, right? Then on our D major seven, we have a nice descending arpeggio followed by an eighth note triplet going into our fourth measure here with the 16th dotted eighth combination followed immediately by a dotted eighth 16th combination wow this should be fun so let's bring the ensemble in and let's check out letter k here we go <laughs> We are down to our final melodic line of the day, letter L. And this is an interesting line. We have, you know, we're focusing on the 16th dotted eighth combination. And you can kind of see the, the melodic thought on the two chord, right? And you can kind of see the same idea happening on the A7 chord. And it's all using ascending motion, right? So we have alternating, we have our 16th dotted quarter, uh, dotted eighth followed by a quarter note, and then a 16th dotted eighth followed by a quarter note, and then in measure two, 16th dotted eighth followed by a quarter note, another 16th dotted eighth followed by a quarter note. All of that, that entire line uh, ascending, and this interval of a fourth, this sound of a fourth, you know, the G to the D, and then the D to the A. And then we get the G to the D again, 
and then again a D to the A. So this nice fourthy kind of sound ascending. Then on our D major seven, we're back to our eighth notes now, falling on the back side of our beats. So we have an eighth note, single eighth note on the end of one, on the end of two, on the end of three, on the end of four, or on the back side of one, two, three, and four, followed by a uh, eighth note triplet, arpeggio, arpeggio motion. Uh, to wrap things up in measure four. So let's bring the ensemble in and let's take a listen to the last line of the day, letter L. Here we go. It never fails, right? We always unpack a ton of information in every single podcast lesson, in every single podcast episode. And today, today was certainly no exception as we explored a key of D major melodic workout. Now, I cannot stress enough how important it is that you spend time becoming familiar with the diatonic melodic shapes, the scales and arpeggios, in other words, of a key like we did today. Having a command of ascending and descending scale motion within the framework of a key, the modes, if you will, a huge step, a huge step towards developing mature improvisational skills and having a command of ascending and descending arpeggio motion outlining the harmonic shapes of a key is equally important, right? After all, these are the two types of motion we have, scale motion and arpeggio motion. Then, with these two types of motion, applying uh, the ascending, descending scale and arpeggio shapes of a key to standard chord progressions within the key, such as the 2-5-1, is a big-time jazz piano skill that must be strategically studied and practiced if you are serious, which I know you are, if you are serious about becoming an accomplished jazz pianist. Now, combine last week's key of D major harmonic workout with this week's key of D major melodic workout, and you have a very powerful one-two punch. It's an incredible combination that will help you, that will have you and help you master uh, the key of D major. And not only that, not only that, it will continue solidifying a practice blueprint, which we have been establishing throughout the entire year, it will help you establish or solidify a practice blueprint that you can replicate from here on out in all keys, right? And this is precisely what we have been doing throughout this entire year. Most importantly, be patient. Developing mature professional jazz piano skills takes time. So begin structuring your practicing after the demonstrations that I've modeled for you today in this podcast episode. And you'll begin to see, you'll begin to feel and hear your musical progress. Well, I hope you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson, exploring a key of D major melodic workout to be insightful, and of course, to be beneficial. Now, don't forget, if you are a Jazz Piano Skills Ensemble member, I will see you Thursday evening online at the Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass. That's going to be 8 p.m. Central Time to discuss this podcast episode lesson, exploring our key of D major melodic workout in greater detail, and of course, to answer any questions that you may have about the study of jazz in general.
Likewise, another reminder, use your podcast packets, your illustrations, your lead sheets, and your play-alongs for this lesson. And also, check out the Jazz Piano Skills courses, right, to maximize your musical growth. Growth, And you know what? And make sure, I stress this every month, every week, make sure that you are an active participant in the Jazz Piano Skills community. Get out there, get involved, contribute to the various forums, and make some new jazz piano friends. Do not be a scaredy cat. Get out there. Introduce yourself. You can reach me. If you have any questions, you can reach me by phone, 972-380-8050. My extension here at the Dallas School of Music is 211. If you prefer email, my email address is drlawrence, drlawrence, at jazzpianoskills.com. Or you can use the nifty little speak pipe widget that is found throughout the Jazz Piano Skills website. Well, there... There it is. There's my cue. That's it for now. And until next week, enjoy your key of D major melodic work. And most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.